Hey, I know. I'll use my trusty frying pan as a drying pan. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Out of the Drawing Pan, a Pokemon the Series podcast. Where each week, we discuss two episodes from the Pokemon anime and discuss whatever else comes to our minds. Just a quick reminder, we are an E4 explicit podcast, so listener discretion is advised. And I'm your host, Jacob, and I'm here with my co-host, Alex. I knew you were going to do that because yep. Austin's over there mocking you silently. And I was like, Jacob's totally going to throw this to me first because it'll throw Austin off. I fucking knew it. Oh, God. Well, I don't know. I don't even know what to say. I'm unprepared. Uh, Even though I knew that you were going to do that, I'm still unprepared. I don't have any witty openers or anything like that. So, Austin, I'm going to throw it to you. (laughs) Oh, okay. (laughs) Yes, Austin, you are taking the reins here. And thanks for mocking me during the intro. What? You say it so many times, I've, like, memorized it at this point. And it's, like, <laughs> went along with it. I, you can probably, if I don't edit it out, you can vaguely hear me go, because I'm, like, <laughs> lip-flapping along with Jacob as he's doing the intro. Maybe you should, like, change it up one week, Jacob. Completely, totally different intro. Don't even tell us. Just do something wacky and weird. I thought about doing that one time, but then I was like, I think, would that throw us off so much <laughs> that we won't be able to regroup? <laughs> See how we do it. We already don't know what we're doing. No, we really don't. I don't have my camera up when I'm doing the intro to make sure Audacity is working properly. So, <laughs> See, that's why I thought you wouldn't notice I was making fun of you. Yep, I never do. Thanks a lot for that. Thanks a lot. Uh, so no one has any witty openers? Are we just going in dry like this? Yeah, let's go in dry. That's always a smart thing to do. Jesus. Actually, no, never mind. I take it back. That's not sex advice. Why does this every always time? Always use lube. Every time this podcast always turns sexual. Why is that, I wonder? Listen, it's been a long pandemic for me. Oh, God. Dating's been a little tough there, Austin. Dating? Who does that? We're not even going to talk about that. Okay, we don't have to then. Pandemic equals tough times for those looking for someone. I guess we'll put it that way. Okay, well, you know, it was just Valentine's Day yesterday, so we don't need a painful reminder of how alone some of us are. Thank you very much. You know the most important love there is? Self-love. Love for yourself. That's a whole bunch of baloney. No, it's not. You're supposed to believe in yourself and love yourself. Mm, no. That's what they say. I'll be over here on my cynical island, but okay. <laughs> Your cynical island. We'll move on here. <laughs> it's love getting advice too real. Move on. Yeah, love advice is over. We can move on to talking about our weeks with a little segment we call Week Talk. And we spell it W E A K. So we usually don't have much to say. But this week, I think we do. Because actually, we've been having a lot to say for this segment the past few times we did it. So we have to change the name. But Austin, I'm going to let you kick it off because you were saying something before the podcast that you had to say. Yeah, I'm finally getting hip with the kids. Oh, I, I finally watched the hit sensation Euphoria. I don't know if you all know what that is. Vaguely. Is that the Will Ferrell movie? No, it is not a Will Ferrell movie. It's the Zendaya thing. Is it Zendaya or Zendaya? I don't know. I think it's Zendaya. Zendaya. The Spider-Man girl. It's like the HBO Max, or actually it's just HBO, HBO teen drama with sex and drugs and violence and all sorts of things. Is this like the secret life of the American teenager level of drama or is it better? 
I mean, I could literally piss in the street and that would be more entertaining than The Secret Life of the American Teenager. Okay. It would be. (laughs) (laughs) What, you've seen The Secret Life of the American Teenager, Jacob? No, 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 I haven't. I saw the, the other thing. Okay, great. That show was so edgy when it first came out. Except it really wasn't. It was the most conservative thing I've ever seen in my entire life. I don't know anything about it. I'm just, I'm recalling what I vaguely remember about what people said on the internet. So you know how people are. Okay, that's what we're going to do. We're going to watch The Secret Life of the American Teenager. Oh, Jesus. Take a shot every time (laughs) they say sex. I think we'll be dead in the first five minutes. Yes, you absolutely will be. You could watch that, though, for real, though, and just feel better about your own life. You're like, oh, thank God I don't have all these problems. Oh, thank God I'm not written by these horrible writers. Yeah, it's pretty (laughs) bad. It is pretty bad. Okay, Euphoria. I mean, here's my thing about Euphoria. I apologize to the teens listening to this. I feel like Euphoria is two shows. One of them is actually a pretty interesting show about a girl struggling with her, teenage girl struggling with her father's death and her depression and anxiety spiral that peaks as a result of this and how she becomes a drug addict and all of the problem and life changes that she goes through because of this. That's one part of the show. The other part of the show is straight people and straight people (laughs) problems. And I don't give a shit about straight people anymore. At least not in this show. They're so like people like love these like teen girl characters who are played by 26 year olds. (laughs) Is it high school or middle school? It's high school. It's high school. Okay. Even more ridiculous. But I don't know. I'm just like, I do not care about this shit. Get back to the interesting stuff. I don't care about these love triangles and these like, oh my God, you betrayed me. No, I betrayed you. Oh my God. Oh my God. Don't you know that that's like the quintessential high school experience? It's not high school if you don't have love triangles, drama, drugs, other wacky random shit. Alcohol. Somebody dies. Um, has anyone died yet? I can't. I don't think any of the main characters have died yet. Did people die? Did this? Is this planned for people? Is it setting up like people are going to die, or they're um, going to have characters go, or whatever? I think so far a drug dealer has been killed. See, Spoilers. like overdose, or like somebody like killed him. Well, the first episode starts with an overdose. Okay. Austin, what was that movie we watched over Halloween, which was many months ago, but it was the cheerleader movie. All cheerleaders must die? Is that what it was? Yes, that was what it was. And there was like supernatural zombie shit happening. Has anything like that happened yet? Um, there have been some very odd dream slash musical sequences. Oh, cool. Uh, <laughs> there's been communing with the dead a little bit but nothing See? what what, what communicate like medium stuff like 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 symbolic like i'm talking to my father in my okay. state okay. of grief stuff okay i'm sure we could have a whole master class on austin teaching us about plot and writing styles and tropes and things like that uh-uh i only got a bachelor's i'm not qualified to do that <laughs> oh god <laughs> Anyway, I watched all of Euphoria in one weekend, so I'm a, I'm feeling a bit euphoric myself. Oh, you finished it? Yeah, I got caught up. Oh, okay. is there is it over now, or are there going to be more seasons? I assume, right? There's more seasons. Okay, it's still currently running. Oh, oh, oh so like you just binged every episode into the this point? Oh, mm-hmm. wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. Wow. All right. So my final review, I like 
the queer kids. I don't like the not queer kids. They're not interesting. <laughs> and by kids, I mean like 26-year-olds. Reality is really weird with those shows. That, that, that nothing, None of that stuff happens. I, I don't think so. Not to us. I don't remember, like, even the popular kids in high school, that stuff never came to be. I'm trying to think. Nothing but really I, I went to a smaller school, though. Like, your school, it could have been. Or y'all's school, if y'all went to bigger schools. I went to a bigger school, but we had a smaller class. There was some crazy shit that happened, but none of it to me. I was very much in my own little world of avoiding teenagers as a teenager. <laughs> there you go. Yep, you had the same mindset. We did. Yeah. I was going to say the same thing. I was very sheltered and didn't do much of anything aside from go to school and go home. I, I wasn't privy to anything, if anything. I'm sure there was stuff that happened, but shit, I was an unpopular nerd kid, so I was not a part of that. No, no, we weren't unpopular or nerdy. We were just mature. No, I was uh, not mature than everybody no. else. I was not mature. This was definitely unpopular weird kid territory for me so no we were just more mature i'm telling I'm y'all i'm still an unpopular weird adult so nothing much has changed oh here we go <laughs> do you want to tell us more about that alex with your week well sure because i guess continuing that trend i don't do much other than go to work and come home again not much has changed living the dream oh god something like that nothing like putting in a hard eight and then coming home all right We'll say that, for sure. Let's see. What did I do fun? Because nobody wants to hear about my sad, boring life. They come, hopefully, to listen to this podcast to escape their own problems. So, what did I do? Hmm. Played some Pokemon, right? That's why we're all here. Pokemon. And I was talking, I was conferring with Austin because I'm just not sure if I'm playing Legends Arceus the right way. I'm still stuck in the first area. I think you need to progress. I, I think, think I need I to, think move it's time on. to move on. <laughs> is this, so this by choice or you don't know what to do? Is it not guiding you enough? Oh or gosh, you just no, it's staying? by choice. Okay. I'm just, I'm in the, I'm in my completionist mode and I'm like, I have to catch all the Pokemon and complete the Pokedex entries. It's just not going to happen. It's not. No. And I, I'm getting mad at myself because I'm like, this is fucking boring. I need to do something else now. <laughs> so. What? How many Pokemon are in this game? Did they say? Oh God, I, I don't no know. Idea. Okay. I've only caught like 30 different kinds and I'm like done with it. I'm like, okay. Do you play the regular games that way? Where you, ca- you I think you do, right? You catch them all or try to catch them no, all? No. Not in the no, I don't. Like, main series? You don't? Okay. In the main series games, I catch my favorites and that's it. I never complete the Pokedex or anything. So this has completely put me outside my comfort zone. I hate it. But then, well, I hate it in the fact that like you have to catch like 30 pokemon of the same kind and it's like okay that's really tedious but i do appreciate it's making me use pokemon i never really use ever at all so such as electrode well i haven't got i I haven't got a voltorb yet i still haven't found voltorb i still haven't found the damn thing oh no that means it's like later game right it is damn and i'm so looking forward to it because hisui and voltorb is super cute um, but no, to answer your question, what have I used? Okay, um, Geodude, which I've never really used before. I've been switching them around. Drifloon, Geodude. Oh, Drifloon? Huh. Ponyta. What else have I been using? I don't know, just the random weird shit, like Psyduck. I mean, just the weird ones that you use that I've been using. Which, I guess it doesn't really count, because they're, they're pretty different. There's no... I mean, their moves are different. They're, they don't have abilities or anything like that, so it's a totally different experience. I do like how they mm. have unlimited moves. 
Oh, I love that. I love how you can oh. switch the moves out anytime you want. You can evolve them anytime you want. They don't just automatically evolve. Mm-hmm. I really like those work? kinds of mechanics. How do you evolve them? Is it like you just gain so many experience points that you can just use them to evolve your Pokemon? They reach a certain level and you have the option to evolve them. And you can manually select it in the menu to evolve or not. Oh, okay. So it's not just automatic. Okay, no. I get what you're saying. It doesn't prompt you every time you level up. Like in the main series games, like every time you level up, it always automatically does the evolution if they reach their level. This is totally different. I think because it would interrupt the flow too much. Yeah, you're right. Because like, I'm yeah. always like running around doing a million different things all at once in this game. Oh, see, I don't know. I don't know about that. But I do like the fact about the... I like the move set idea about like... Instead of getting your, like, you know, each Pokemon gets 12 moves in the game, regular series, you only get, you can move as many as you want. I said, well, I know moves. that's wrong. That was wrong. Four I moves? Know. <laughs> no, I think it he's was saying, a joke. like, overall. It was a joke. Wah, wah, oh. Wah. Okay. <laughs> I'm playing a ROM hack. That's the reason why my Pokemon have 12 moves. Wait, are you really? No. Oh. I'm not that clever. <laughs> I'm not that clever. Or smart. I've always wanted to play one of those ROM hacks where it's, like, randomized. I wanted to get, like... Pokemon Outlaw. You talking about that thing? Uh, is like, that what uh, that is? It's like Etsy made Pokemon games or something like that you could buy. Oh, I have no I don't know anything about this stuff. There's so many of those emulator type games, like fan games. Yeah. You could start out with a freaking Arceus as your starter Pokemon. I love that shit. shit. <laughs> They're all level 100. Just plow through the game. I, I just have too busy of a time to keep up with like even the official stuff. That when you get into the fan stuff, it's like, I just don't have the time. I just don't. Yeah, there's a lot as it is. Understandable. And Alex, does that complete your week or is there more you'd like to share? Because we're all ears. Uh, well, I discovered new music, but I think I'll save that. Like, I don't know if people want to hear me talk about my new favorite band. So maybe I'll save that for next week. <laughs> I'm going to look them up eventually, I swear. You better. I'm so... I told Austin it, the next time this particular band comes into town, and, and of course, you know, social situation, um, pandemic permitting, that we would go because I'm, I'm in my obsessed mode. Is it currently. Smashing Pumpkins? No. Oh. I'll save it. I'll save the discussion. But other than that, I think that was it. What's the name of the band? What's the name of it? You want me to give you a little teaser? Am I supposed to guess? Okay, it's a heavy metal band. Why don't you try to guess? We'll just give you three um, guesses. Oh, good God. I don't know heavy metal too much. <laughs> uh, Leonard Skinnerd. Uh, are they heavy metal? I don't Def think so. Def Leppard. Um, Those are like classic rock bands. Guns and Hoses. The cover of Guns and Hoses. How did you know, Jacob? Is that real? It's Guns and Hoses, the cover <laughs> band for Guns and Roses. Is that a real thing? <laughs> No, Axel, Axel Hose is the okay. lead singer. <laughs> what would Slash's name be? Spicket? We have a guitarist Spicket here. No, the band is called Ghost. Nice. Have you heard of them before? Uh, Ghostface Killer? No. Oh my god, no. No. No, it's it's a new to me band. They're not new, but they're new to me, and it's a whole thing. It's a Austin, whole. Austin, are you looking it up? Austin already knows about it. I'm oh, texting. Okay. okay. I'm texting my friends. Okay. Oh well, my god! My friends are right How here too. Rude. Thank you for sharing, Alex. I will now share my week, and the only thing I'd like to maybe talk about, or that excited me this week, was the direct that came out. Yeah, talk about that. I didn't have a chance to watch it. Well, specifically, what excited me 
was the 48 was it 48 new courses oh my so. god for mario kart <laughs> yeah oh austin did say that that you would probably be really excited about that i i texted jacob the that particular video <laughs> he did and i was like i'll take it i, th- I was like hoping this is better than mario kart 9 in my opinion because mario kart 8 is already pretty not i wouldn't say perfect but it does a lot of things right so this just getting more courses to plow through and you know top off maybe i've hit like a thousand hours now so this is awesome 48 courses it's like 25 bucks too for 48 new courses six waves it's gonna be awesome that's a whole new game yeah it is a whole new game i've got the night cleared march 18th doing nothing kicking up playing mario kart are you okay with them only releasing like eight tracks at a time yeah i think that's better because i think if they did it all 48 at once it would just like overstimulate <laughs> the audience. I know these people. I, I work walk with these people, Mario Kart fans. I think eight at a time allows us enough time to master each track individually, just in time for a new set to come out and totally throw us off our game. See, can I can I play devil's advocate really quick? Yeah, but you're gonna be wrong. Yeah, probably. <laughs> I'm gonna get shot down, I know, but I don't know. I don't know. I, you know, I'm not saying this specifically about Mario Kart because I know you're a super big Mario Kart fan, and I enjoy Mario Kart. You know, with a group, I, I don't play it on my own or anything like that. But with, you know, in a party group setting, super fun game. Love it. But I feel like this is a symptom of a bigger problem as far as game companies' approaches to not putting out new games, but rather just milking the same old game with DLC. I don't know. I feel kind of or they sore made about such a that. great game that they can keep their audience entertained for when did this come out? When did Mario Kart 8 come out? Was it like 2014 or something like that? I don't know. I think 2014. I'll just throw that out there cuz it's been out there for a while. So for 8 years people have been playing this game. But it's like Grand Theft Auto 5. I mean, that game's been out for years. People have been saying, oh, we want GTA 6. But Rockstar will never come out with GTA 5 or 6 as long as they can make money with online. They actually just announced it. Well, I know, what? but... Really? What? Yeah, yeah they, they announced it. Yeah, it's in development. But it's going to be another several years. I mean, it's going to be another several years anyway, so... I think it just depends on how... I don't know, like a, I won't say like a niche audience. I think it just depends on how strong the the fanhood is for it. Because Mario Kart 8, I mean, you hop online right now, you find a game instantly. 12, around the world, regional, whatever. There's no time delay at all. And with GTA Online, they still make a ton of money off that. And they still just have a strong audience for it. So they just kind of milk it. And they add new stuff continuously to it just to kind of keep people entertained. So I think that's fine. Did they really announce it at the Super Bowl? I don't think it was. I thought it was before the Super Bowl. Oh, okay, okay. I'm just reading headlines. There may have been a commercial for it. I don't think there's even a commercial for it yet. Yeah, this is the second year in a row I did not watch the Super Bowl. Yeah, me either. I did not watch it. I didn't even know who was playing until I went to work, and I asked some people who were, like, excitedly talking about it because they're big fans, and I'm like, they're like, oh, Alex, did you watch it? And I'm like, yeah, me? Uh, no, not me. See, I usually watch it for that express purpose. For commercials? To yeah, talk for, to people? Yeah, oh, exactly. Talk to so people. I, so, talk for water cooler people. talk. <laughs> Unfortunately, keeping up with sports is part of life. I hate you, it. But. Okay, I'm, I'm sorry. Can <laughs> I just interject? You really? Can I interject really quick? What? Yes. What? If, you what, what? if you don't understand anything about sports, it doesn't even matter if you watch the game. Like, how are you supposed to carry a conversation about a sport you don't understand? 
You just have to say, oh, that that um, Brady, he's such a cheater. That's all you got to do. Yeah, that's all you got to do. You just what? keep up Brady one million. You could read to a true sports fan, and Austin has this down to a science, I can tell. Oh, you either watch, God. like, you watch one highlight on YouTube or something like that. If you mention one thing about, a, like, football to a me- mega sports fan, they will carry the load of that conversation for 30 minutes. You can just nod and agree. But if you start with a good opener... They will carry the conversation forever, and you look popular in knowing something that they're enjoying about or something they have knowledge about. So, Jacob, like you're reading my mind here, (laughs) because I do the same thing about stuff. That reminds me of that one scene in. Have you guys ever watched the IT Crowd? I know the scene you're talking about. Where he's, <laughs> yeah. Where Roy is trying to keep up with that conversation, and he was like, "What is Wenger thinking, sending Walcott on that early?" And he has no fucking clue what he's talking about. That's all he can say. That's all he can say because he heard somebody else say that phrase. That's how I feel. If somebody tries to rope me into a freaking sports conversation, I'm like, look, I'm not going to be any sort of entertainment here. You're not going to get anything out of me. So I'm sorry. I apologize. You can develop a, a small vocabulary on a broad subject base and you'd be able to talk to anyone. Like you could talk to like if you knew like oil engine radiator something like just the term simple terms about a car (laughs) oil engine radiator yeah just simple stuff like that you can keep (laughs) the conversation going with the mechanic how about that radiator okay radiator right there that's a skill i need to develop because i always get ripped off at the auto shop because i don't know what the fuck is going on well you have to keep it 70 30 with questions versus using the vocab you know or the knowledge you have to stir the conversation further so like you ask questions then they say something, you go, oh, yeah, yeah, that makes sense because of such and such. And then you ask another question, and then it, it keeps flowing that way. That's how you do it. Yeah, tie rods and ball bearings. <laughs> yeah, God, like these wheels on this car. Tell Rims, you what. wheels, there's a difference. Rims and wheels, different. Mm-hmm. Hubcaps. Tires. Turn signal. <laughs> there you go. Austin, you got it. Headlight you got it down. fluid. Blinkers. Can't forget headlight about fluid. that. Blinker fluid. Oh my god. Have you seen that skit yes. before? The headlight fluid thing? That wait, is wait. hilarious. Headlight fluid is not real, right? No. This is not a real it's thing? It's an old joke. Blinker it's an old fluid joke. is not real. <laughs> it's I was like, from, wait. Um, no, no. It's from... You got it from Rooster Teeth, right? With Gavin? Me? Or... Yes. No, you, well, yeah, I, saw, I saw I saw a video one time where this dad is in the car with his daughter, and he tells the daughter to go into the store and ask about where she can get the replacement blinker fluid. She goes in and asks, and they look at her, of course, like she's a complete lunatic, and she comes back out completely humiliated. She's like, there's no such thing as blinker fluid, is there, dad? Oh my god, that poor girl! I know! I I would believe that too. I would totally be like, oh, that's a thing? I felt so bad. And I'm like, look, okay, I know the dad thought he was being funny. And, you know, in the moment, I guess it's funny. But then it's like, you know, being female, auto mechanics do take advantage. So I imagine she felt quite embarrassed. Another life pro tip here know a little bit about your car, like I was saying. Because also, when you go to the mechanic, you can say those terms, and then the person doing your work thinks that you have knowledge of a car, so they won't try to scam you as much. Or try to, like, you know, like, I went to get my oil change or something like that, and they charged a guy, like, 50 bucks to replace his, like, engine filter, engine air filter. And that literally takes two seconds. It's, it's like, you can buy the part for 10 bucks, replace it yourself, it takes a second. But they charged, overcharged him crazy. That may have been me. 
It may have been you. That may have been <laughs> have me. You in paid the shop. that before? Have you done no, that? No, no, but I've done okay, similar. Okay. They charge me so much money for the headlight fluid. I know. Well, you know what? Inflation is real. Headlight fluid is hard to come by. You have to make it yourself. Just get some Dawn dish soap water and mix it together and <laughs> chunk it in your headlights. That will clean it up. That's where you're, how you clean your windshield. So Yeah. Can we go back to talk about sports? Yeah, no, we can talk my about God. sports. Yeah. <laughs> what, sport, what sport would you like? How about the sport of Pokemon? Yeah, the Pokemon League, the ultimate competition. Let's talk about it. Do you think people do that in Pokemon world? Like, they just don't care about Pokemon, but they'll, like, mention them casually, like, to carry on a conversation. Not? Okay, like I'm does. sorry, but don't, do we ever see any instances of Pokemon sports leagues? What do you mean? A basketball team with Pokemon on it, or, like, a football team with Pokemon Ooh. on it. Like, Pokemon sports teams. There's, like, a soccer team in one of the movies. Ooh, okay. Oh, okay. There's a baseball. Baseball, too. Oh, yeah, there is baseball. You're right. Yeah. It's actually a hybrid, too, where the Pokemon play a part of the game right i'd barely remember sun and moon the pokemon league woo! woo we're finally here at the pokemon league not sun and moon yet the very first battle the episodes we're gonna be talking about this week we should mention earlier are round one fight no just kidding it's round one begin and Fire and Ice. That was a Street Fighter call out there. I was going to ask, is oh, the third episode finish him? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that would be great. They should have just taught him like that. Fatality. Ash pulls out Gary's spine. Oh, my God. Feeds it to Squirtle. And then Cubone wears it. It's great. <laughs> Get oh, over God. here. <laughs> we have it real planned out here. Okay. The randomizer has spoken. And... My name is first, followed by Austin, and then Alex. I'm going to start questioning this randomizer here, because it... You always get these 30-second summary it's, challenges. It's, I know. It's sped it out to me the same way I put it in. Do you guys want me to redo it? I'm sorry, Jacob, but the randomizer is law. So you don't you don't want me to redo it? Because I was, I was going to disclaim that fact before we started. Austin, I don't know. You're the tiebreaker. I say no, because I don't want to do the 30 seconds. <laughs> I hate the 30 seconds. The randomizer is law. I'm sorry. Even though we Ooh. all okay, don't like our current assignments. <laughs> you don't want to talk about round one begin? Oh, dang. I either get like the 30 second challenge or like the bad episode that we have of the two. This is this will be fun. This will be fun. And I know you'll do great. Uh, nope. Because it's been a week since I've seen these episodes. Oh, shit. Well, It'll then you should be happy you got the 30 second summary. Because you don't have to remember <laughs> the details. No, but I wrote notes about the episodes. Oh. <laughs> I, don't have, I don't have anything compiled for the 30-second summary. Just make some shit up. Okay. It's more okay. entertaining. That's true. The gang takes the league. <laughs> Three, two, oh, one, go. All right, so we finally made it to the Pokemon League like we said, and Ash goes up to register, and he learns there that you battle on a field of water, ice, rock, and grass, which I forgot about when I first watched these. And he learns that his first opponent is Mandy. Manny? Mandy? Something like that. And they go into battle after Ash gets his Krabby from Professor Oak. And Krabby involves into a Kingler during the battle. And Ash dominates Mandy, winning his first battle. And that leads to Ash going into his second battle to face someone else in a different field on ice. Or I can't remember. Time. That's that episode. <laughs> <laughs> Good job. My main concern with recapping this episode is... I don't know how to make battles interesting. 
on the podcast because we really haven't had battles too much before. I just want to say, I feel like you can say a lot about this particular battle because what the hell was that? Uh, yeah, I know, we'll, I know, I know. We'll get to that. <laughs> I know we will. But I'm just in general, this battle, quote unquote, aside, I don't know how to deal with battles. Kingler we'll have to figure that out cute. as we go. Okay, yeah. all right. <laughs> so that's just my forewarning. Um, so we start off in Pallet Town, I believe, and we see Professor Oak and Delia. But they also have an entire crowd of people with them. So either it's not sexy times or it is sexy times. But either way, they're all (laughs) watching TV. What's on that TV? What's on that TV is the twerps. Oh, oh, never mind then. Yep. It's the neighborhood people from the first episode. And they all have come, including the guy who cried. Oh, yeah. Yeah, our favorite. He's our favorite supporter. They had our big old poster that says fight on it. No one seemed to be cheering for Gary. Where was his giant-ass crowd of people? They always follow him. He's got the cheerleaders. Yeah, they have the, he has the paid cheerleaders following him. He lost He lost them along the way. Mm. Just kept getting rid of them. Can I just say maybe Ash is clearly the underdog. He's kind of the ugly duckling um, child from Pallet Town. So they have to support him. You know, they have to be like, oh, go Ash. Like, they already know Gary's like, she's got this in the bag. He's a prodigy. <laughs> like, he doesn't need oh, the support. Like, It's out of pity that they support yeah, him? Yeah, I feel like okay, it. <laughs> it's out of pity. They just cheer for, the, yeah. I yeah. get that. Is that why we don't see these people anymore as Ash gets better over the year? Yeah, because they don't need, he, yeah. they don't, he doesn't need them anymore. He's coming to his own and he doesn't need the pep talk either that or they just lose interest they're like yeah, you remember that, that kid remember that kid who left 20 years ago yeah we're tired exactly. of cheering for you i saw him on the tv the other day he's still 10 yeah and we're 80 anyway ash calls home or no wait, wait, wait i lied ash does not call home that's uncharacteristic of ash i was about to say austin what he's he's not et he didn't phone home <laughs> We have this weird exchange where Brock wants to fuck the woman at the desk. Um, Jacob is E.T. now because he's, I don't know, using his powers with his finger on the screen. It's very distracting. This is not a visual podcast, Jacob. <laughs> it makes sense, though, right? You guys get it with the... Yeah, yeah, we got it. Thank you. Okay. All right. Can we talk about how E.T. was a negative influence on Elliot? All right. You mean Drew Barrymore? Oh. Her, too. E.T. was a scary puppet, and I never liked that movie. It was a scary movie. Keep going. <laughs> Where the fuck was I? Oh, yeah. Brock's trying to get laid unsuccessfully because Misty and, and Ash cockwalk him before his own incompetence does so. And the woman's like, I am very uncomfortable, and this is treated for comedy because it's the 90s. <laughs> the lady informs Ash that there are four fields, ice, grass, rock, and water. And they had like, this really, yes... Yep, we both, yep, uh, go ahead, Alex, Sorry. you raised the French. This is weird, right? Did okay, I say the wrong I, thing? No, no. <laughs> no, no, you I, were completely right. I'm sorry, I just have an asinine thing to point out really quickly. So, this, like, Ash is, is up there at the freaking receptionist desk, and he's like, you know, hello, I'm here for the Pokemon League, and she's like, oh, hi, you know, is this your first Pokemon League? Okay, great. And she takes his Pokedex and plugs it in and types some shit on her keyboard, beep, beep, boop, and then she's like, okay, you're good, Bye. And then Brock does his weird thing that he does, hitting on the girl. But then there's, like, this whole thing that she doesn't explain to Ash about, like, the fields and all that stuff. She was like, okay, goodbye. Oh, but was she? 
yeah like at first and then and then she's like oh and by the way you need to know all this important shit and the person that you're fighting like she didn't originally tell him that so i thought that was kind of weird but anyway that was my thing sorry not a very structured league no it's not i've i forgot all about the field mechanic that they put into this i thought i don't know why but i thought it was like they battle someone who was like that was their strength for some reason i don't know i don't know how I forgot about this part. It was weird. I didn't like the field mechanic, really. It's very weird, because it's like, instead of it all being structure, it's like, you press a button, and wherever it lands, you go. Yeah, how do you know if a field's not taken? <laughs> Does that determine the schedule here? Like, oh, we had 20 people land on ice. Now we gotta wait a whole year to finish this. Shouldn't they have a chart somewhere? Yeah, there should be a flow chart with uh, at least a bracket going on. Exactly. This is like- this is weird. Unless somehow they it's manipulated behind the scenes, and since they're kids, they make them think it's like... They don't know what the determined. heck they're doing, the, the, <laughs> the writers. They don't know. They're just like, okay, weird twister puzzle thing. It lands on this color. This is where you go. Like, it doesn't make sense. Lordy. The, the people who are writing this episode have ever never organized an event, because it requires a <laughs> lot of planning. Yeah. Yeah, I thought Jacob was right. Like, I would have assumed it's a bracket system. Like, I mean, presumably there's hundreds and hundreds of challengers. Does that mean that when the if you're eliminated in these preliminary, like battlefield battles, like you're out of the entire league? Is that what that means? I think it's one one elimination. You're out. Yeah, it's single elimination. Yeah. Oh, okay. Which would it would have to be that way with a hundred competitors? Otherwise, if it was like double, you'd be there forever. Or if it was pool play, you'd be there forever. Alrighty. I wonder how they do the timing of this. How do they time how many battles there will be per day? Because they could take very different stretches of time. Plus, they got to repair the field. Okay, I'm thinking too much about this. Yeah, you're asking the right questions, though. The logistics behind this thing doesn't seem very, like you said, prepared or anything. Mm-mm. So, Ash's first opponent is going to be the Astounding Mandy. Mandy. <laughs> Okay, I Man-D. thought it was Manny. Mandy. Mandy. M A N D I. D. Okay. Um. So he has kind of like a like a flamboyant magician thing going on. So okay, that's better than like I don't know Melvin or some shit. Team Rocket's going around and they have this cockamamie plan that they're going to go around as news reporters for the obscure network LCN, Lovely Charmy Network, and th- somehow that they're going to learn which who's pokemon they should steal by interviewing people they ask some random dude they say what pokemon do you have he says i have a dodrio eradicate and then we see a venomoth then he says and a venomoth and i'm like y'all y'all could have restructured that line a little bit to make more sense but whatever (laughs) the kid's a step ahead that's how we got to the league i guess so team rocket doesn't like that so instead they go over and they talk to mandy the astounding who wants nothing to do with them because they're a shit network that no one's ever heard of and he does not waste time talking to people with no viewers. Jesse just has a conniption and nearly rips his head off, but James and Meowth stop her. Misty is back on her kick from like the earliest episodes where she's like, Ash, you should borrow all of my water Pokemon. And I'm like, God damn it, Misty. We've learned (laughs) at this point. It's not the way it works. Okay, I... I, This whole mentality confused me because can you do this what no. <laughs> oh, like the, to... the borrow thing yeah is that well, what you're you gonna can i mean no i mean i wasn't gonna say that but i oh. i mean lending pokemon i guess it doesn't really matter where you get them but i was gonna say my the whole mentality of 
like ash starts out on the water field right mm-hmm. why do they feel like they have to use the type of pokemon that corresponds with the type of battlefield like i mean i guess the water thing makes sense because it's like oh if they're water types they can swim around but it's like you don't like for the the other battlefields like the rock and the ice ones they still stick to that same theme like he says later on like oh the ice field i think this is the next episode he's like oh i better use like water and ice type pokemon i'm like no you don't ash you don't have to do that what's funny is the opponents he fights don't do that mentality at all i know exactly no exactly they just go with what they have because it's stupid it's so stupid and then the borrowing pokemon aspect of it that means you could just show up with like a hundred people and then your options are infinite of how much pokemon you could use for the league like they're not your pokemon like okay you could just, well like gary's entourage could just throw him whatever he needs that's not even to, to mention the whole fucking and i'm gonna i'm gonna say stump something about this later the fact that Ash is even allowed to have Brock and Misty there as coaches, quote unquote, oh, okay. coaches, okay. Okay. cheating his way through the <laughs> fucking league. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm getting ahead of myself. That was bullshit. All right. But our current bullshit is Misty's like, you should use my <laughs> star me. It'll be really helpful. And Ash is like, I don't want to do that. Yes, <laughs> Jacob. <laughs> that was just funny. What you just said. That's our current bullshit. <laughs> There's a lot of bullshit in these episodes. <laughs> This is when Professor Oak has them page the entire, like, Pokemon League Olympic Village for Ash to fucking call home. (laughs) Phone home, E.T. Ash. Jacob's doing it again. Jacob's (laughs) fingering the light. That's right. Oh, God. That's how I get it to illuminate. Um, We call home, we call Oak, and he's like, oh, I just talked to Gary, and we had some exchanges of the Pokemon he had here in reserve. Ash, would you like to have some of your Pokemon from reserve? And then Delia's like, oh, Hi. And Ash is like, oh, Mom, what are you doing at Professor Oaks? <laughs> and then we see the other people, and he's like, what are you guys doing at Professor Oaks? Just kidding. Not the only thing that's getting traded. All right. Oh, we, okay. <laughs> we come to the conclusion that they should send Krabby to Ash because he'll be on the water field. Yay, Krabby! And everyone has to use water types in the water field, apparently. Misty, again, is like, this is a bad idea. Krabby has never been in a battle, and I agree with her. Theoretically, I agree with her on this at the time. But we'll find out. Misty's wrong again. Of course. Krabby goes. is so adorable. Love it. What's that noise? What does it do? <laughs> then Kingler's like... Oh my god. Oh my god. Okay, they were adorable. But let's 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 continue... Ash has Krabbies, and... Ash has Krabbies? What? I thought that was a joke between, like, Delia and uh, Professor Oak. They make that joke in one of the movies, I swear to God. Okay, good. Do they really... Yeah, we're gonna circle back to this. Oh, Jesus. Okay. We head back to the water stadium, where Sea King is getting its big moment, fighting, like, a tentacruel or some shit. That's about all I care about for Seeking. I'm glad it got its moment to shine. That was its moment to shine? It was literally there for like two and a half seconds, not even. Exactly. But Name won. the other episode of the Pokemon anime that features Seeking. Ah. Uh, exactly. Okay. <laughs> I was about to say the movie, but then that was Goldeen, so I guess that doesn't really count. I mean, sort of counts, but not really. Poor Seeking. Anyway, fuck these people. It's time for Rash. <laughs> That's the story of Pokemon right there. Yep. Oh, yep. by the way, Gary's battling like the ice field or some shit. Well, who cares? Ash is 
really <laughs> nervous to come out into the battlefield. But that's Aww. okay. He has his coaches, Misty and Brock, by his side. And a bottle of Pepto. That's a load of crap, but okay. That's what the Pepto's for. <laughs> they go out there, and Team Rocket has taken over the airwaves. Because they <laughs> fucking hate Mandy, and they want Ash to whoop his ass. And Ash is like, Team Rocket, they never change. And I'm like, what the fuck do you mean they never change? They literally tried to murder you yesterday. <laughs> Oh, yeah, the same flame old, same old. trace thing. We conveniently forgot if, about that. If it's not me, it's someone else. That's what Ash is thinking. Oh, maybe that's what he's going for. Yeah. This is not the first time, or or is it, or am I misremembering from the novel? This is not the first time that they've cheered for him, is it? The right. No, they've cheered the Raichu episode, yeah. Okay, that's true. All the Jennies appear, and <laughs> they all cart off Team Rocket, and this is when we learn some valuable lore that Brock is able to tell all the individual Jennies apart because they each have individual characteristics. For example, the Viridian City Jenny has a shorter skirt than the other Jennies. Ooh. And the Celadon City Jenny uses Vile Plume number five or something. Exotic Vile Plume number five. Okay, I was close. <laughs> is it? Or so, there was something else. I can't remember. I'm just glad I'm not the only one that noticed these things. Oh, you, you could smell a Jenny through the screen? Yeah, I'm watching 4D Pokemon. What if Jacob was our Brock all along? He does vibe with Brock a lot. That's more of James, but... Okay, oh, that's okay. true. <laughs> Definitely not Brock. Uh, after this important exposition about Brock's ability to tell the Jennies apart, it's time for the battle. Oh, God. Mandy is using a team of all water Pokemon. Oh, wait, just kidding. That'd be really stupid. Uh, no, he starts off with Executor, and we get Executor versus Krabby. And it seems like Executor has the upper hand when it uses a psychic attack to make a whirlpool in the pool. And Krabby's stuck on the bottom of it and it can't maneuver. But then, turns out, Krabby is like a super Krabby. Because Krabby is just like, <laughs> fuck this whirlpool. And it jumps out of the whirlpool and escapes. And Ash is like, hell yeah, use this your is, vice grip. This is after <laughs> it evaded every single egg bomb that was thrown into yeah. the whirlpool. Yeah. Well, I had a note about that. It's like, okay, so it seems like, in theory, a good plan. Trap Krabby on the bottom of the pool and it can't escape. And then, you know, attack it with the egg bomb. But the egg bombs go in every single direction except for where Krabby is. That Krabby just had the uncanny ability to just preemptively avoid all the egg bombs. It just had luck on its side or something. And then it, like, activates its Superman powers because it jumps into <laughs> the air and grabs Executor by its hair, question mark. <laughs> <laughs> Which somehow incapacitates it to the degree of, like, killing it. Yeah, it, it, it faints off, yeah. It uses Leer to Executor's abject horror. Leer attack. And then it stomps it in the face, knocking it out. Fuck you, Executor. Krabby's the king. In fact, Krabby's the king lure. Because Krabby evolves and stomps on Executor's corpse in front of everyone. Austin, let Kill me it. just say, Kill you it. are on your freaking A-game with this yep. right now. I'm trying to make it fun. <laughs> yes. I'm entertained. So you're telling me this Krabby with no battle experience went out to the Battle League and just dominated its first opponent to an oblivion and killed it and ripped its spine out right in the middle of the field? I know why. It's because Professor Oak has been working Krabby to the bone and, <laughs> like, torturing it, making it carry hot liquids. There's nothing for him to do there at the uh, ranch. Oh, please. Oh, my God. He's like, worse, like he's soups and fighting for his life every day with Professor Oak. He's, he's a step away from being on the menu. 
Grabby has been lifting these, like, teapot sets and shit over its head every single day, and it's having, like, massive gains that yeah. are invisible to the human eye. Oh, and, okay. And okay, it results yeah. in it being, like, a fucking beast that can slam an executor. In one hit. Not yeah. only does it slam an executor, it does some other things as well. Holy shit. The Pokedex tells us that its pinch has the force of 10,000 horsepower. Oh my like, <laughs> Christ almighty! That thing's a murder machine! <laughs> I hate that it said horsepower and not like uh, Toro power or something like Rapidash that. Rapidash power. Rapidash power or something. Ponita power. Who would win in a fight? 10,000 Rapidash or one Kingler? One Kingler, obviously. And if it grabbed them, it just... So, this is not the only amazing thing that Kingler accomplishes, because... Because we got a whole whole list of bullshit that goes on. Holy hell. The next Pokemon Mandy sends out is Seedra, who um, is also making its first big appearance, I guess. And Seedra uses its agility to go through the pool super fast. And Kingler's unable to hit it with its bubble attack until Kingler's like, just kidding, fuckers. And it uses its bubble attack to stop Seedra. And then it crab hammers it in the fucking skull and kills it. There you go. I like how the pool that they're in is like a normal like backyard sized pool. But then during this battle with Kingler and Seedra, the pool becomes an Olymp like three Olympic sized swimming pools. Cause this fucking Seedra was swimming for like three hours to try to get to to Kingler and it and it, he couldn't fucking hit it one time. I'm like, how long does it take Seedra to get to Kingler to hit it? But it never does. Kingler did that on purpose. It was luring it in with a false sense of security until it got into range. Cause remember that with bubble attack. The closer the Pokemon is, the more force impact Bubble has on the Pokemon. That's is just that physics. True? <laughs> that's no, that's just physics. So he's just luring it in, and it's at the right exact moment when <laughs> physics comes into play. Remember, nine meters per second. Second, this Bubble is flying and nails Cedra, and that's when we get the concussed Cedra. He flies into the upper atmosphere first of all. <laughs> We're making this entertaining. Look at us. The battles are entertaining. Look at us doing this. You not there's Woo. nothing you or austin can say that can ever convince me that any part of this battle was fair or existed in the real world i think this was all a fever dream ash had because there's no fucking way maybe it's krabby's like delusions of grandeur oh, yeah. <laughs> this is krabby's point of view this is actually all happening while krabby's in the boiling pot at oak's lab and this is the fantasy he's living out i got it right now what happened was during the transfer process of pokemon Krabby oh got stuck in the portal, and it's living out its dreams in there. It's like the Matrix. Oh, God. How possible is it that this is actually Gary's giant Krabby that he's been training and level grinding this and entire time? And he actually time? sent it's him the wrong one. <laughs> he sent him the wrong one. Oh, God. Regardless, oh, this Kingler is a beast. And I was trying to keep track of, like, how much of this is Ash's strategy and how much of this is Kingler taking initiative on its own. I'm pretty sure 99.9% .9 of this was all Kingler. Yeah. yeah of course. Kingler Absolutely. was born to cut a throat. Just wait until the next episode with the freaking cloister. Oh, my God. Oh. <laughs> okay. Anyway. So now Mandy. Mandy's really, really thrown off his game, but he's not going to show us because he has, like, a full-on, like, magical moment. Magical girl moment. Where he has the Pokeball in front of him and it like floats into the air and there's like sparkles and glitter and lights as he releases his ultimate secret weapon, a Golbat. <laughs> hey, 
you don't talk dirty about my boy Golbat like that. Golbat <laughs> is amazing. Golbat's all mouth. Who puts a flying animal near a giant body of water and expects them to do good? Well, according to Brock, Kingler oh, yeah. is extremely vulnerable and weak to air attacks. Brock, shut the fuck up. You don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> you're making shit up. Yeah, he just has to jump in the water when Golbat's soup's down there. It's going to get caught in the water. Game I over. I had a what the fuck moment when he said that. I was like, what? What in what? your right mind <laughs> thinks that that is something? I don't know. Like, okay, I get that the physics of a JRPG do not necessarily translate to an actual anime very well. That does not give you poetic license to be like, yeah, the crab is weak to the flying. I'm like, what? why? How? Yeah, even as a kid, I would assume I was probably like, that sounds stupid. There's no there's no reason for it. Well, at first, it seems like Kangler's finally been outmatched, possibly because Brock cursed it into this horrible fate. It grabs Golbat and it's ready to fucking choke it, but <laughs> Golbat uses Double Team to escape, which is not how Double Team works, but who cares? <laughs> Golbat then Razor wins it into commission, and then it's time for the final hit, Mega Drain, which may have actually knocked it out because it was a grass type move, I believe. Yes. But mm-hmm. just fucking kidding. Kingler was playing possum. Kingler hyper beams it in the fucking face yet again, and K- Golbat is out. Fuck you, Mandy. Fuck you, Golbat. Kingler is the undefeated <laughs> champion. Oh for three. He swept <laughs> that poor guy's team. And also, Kingler fucking cheated and did a ROM hack just like Jacob did because he used five moves. Oh, did he? Five what, different moves. Okay, okay, give us a list. Bubble. Bubble. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, Hyperbeam. Yes. Uh, vice Grip. Or vice, yes. What is it? Um, fuck. <laughs> Bubble. No, no, you said that already. There's two more. Um, crab Hammer. Uh, crab Hammer. Crab Hammer and. Uh, Whirlpool. Leer, right? Water Gun. Water gun. Wait, it, uses, it also used Leer. No, it used Leer as a crabby now. Oh, okay. So, okay. Five moves. It did five moves. I was like, what the hell? Wait, when did he use water gun? When it was um, with Seedra, when Seedra was swimming at it. Oh, okay. Okay. So, it's like Legend Arceus and King Leer's just like free swapping its moves. Yeah, I Behind guess. the scenes. This, see, Kingler was like 25 years ahead of its time. Oh, that's the reason why it won. I was shocked. I didn't, can I just say, I didn't remember this battle at all. I'm like, you know, taking my notes at my computer. I'm like, okay, you know, first battle, Kingler versus, you know, Executor, or Krabby versus, okay, blah, blah. And I was like, okay, and then Ash is going to switch too. And I had it blank because I was like waiting for it to happen. And then it never fucking did. And I was like, he just swept that guy's team. No way. He did have some help, so... Yeah, he had his little cheat team behind him. I can't believe it. And the the announcer said that. Missy and Brock were worthless this episode. Oh, well. All they contributed was it's weak to air assaults, which it's not. That's still still an advantage, though. Like, if you have someone being like, hey, use something sort of type and you don't already know it. Oh, my God. It gets really bad the next one. Okay. (laughs) Oh, I know. Yeah. Yeah. The announcer even said that. They're like, oh, you know, Ash Ketchum is accompanied by his two coaches, blah, blah. And they are former gym leaders, which is completely unfair. Just saying. What's unfair is having Super Kingler on your team because they can beat any enemy. Yeah. With five moves. That was excellent commentary for that episode, Austin. I want to redub the battle scene with you being the announcer. Ooh. (laughs) (laughs) Because that was awesome. That was great. Maybe I'm good at battle episodes. I don't know. Yeah. You did, yeah, you hyped it up, man. We were 
did we was it on mic when we were talking about how we're gonna make this fun yeah, that was on uh, mic bad? okay yeah I'm gonna keep that now, in. there you go there you go there's a treat for you folks there's one more scene in which brock reveals through his pokemon league guidebook that trainers are supposed to compose themselves and present themselves with respect and dignity cut to ash in front of all the news reporters going whoopee like anakin skywalker up in here like i'm no one can beat me. <laughs> now it's like Mickey Mouse for some reason. But he's the first human to win a Pokemon <laughs> League battle. <laughs> he's the first human. Ash is on cloud nine through his ROM hacking. The end. Woo. So is it the next episode that Gary says, oh, well, he better check himself before he wrecks himself. Was that that one? I can't remember. Did he say that exact line? No, but <laughs> to the effect of he better watch himself before he gets taken down several pegs. Something I think like it's the that. next one. Okay. Like that weird scene in the hallway with the yes. cheerleaders. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Well, that was round one begin. And look at us making battles exciting. Good job. That's Austin's job. hidden talent. Yeah. Good job. Excellent storytelling there. I'm pulling like a Leslie Jones recapping the Olympics on Twitter shit over here. <laughs> With that episode done, we can now go on to our MVP and our LVP and our quotes that had the most impact on us. Our most viable player and least viable player. Remember, no repeats. Let us wait while the randomizer speaks to us. Okay, it has gone and chosen Alex to be first, followed by Austin, then myself. It's just a reverse order. The wise and powerful randomizer. Yep. Okay, let's see. I know this is going to be a super obvious pick for MVP, but I got to give it to our boy Kingler. Because Kingler yeah. was so cute. Wait, Kingler? You said Kingler, right? Kingler. Okay. And Krabby, I guess, by extension. But no, no, those are two different characters. Are they? Are they really? Different. Not okay. according to my flowchart. <laughs> no, we've done that before. We've done it before. They're two different characters. Okay. No, we've never done that before. You're lying. Yeah, we Jacob. have. I yeah, have a it's episode, tw- episode 13. Yeah, Jacob, did it. Jacob, stop hacking. Go away. <laughs> <laughs> oh, anyway, so Kingler, because it's just Kingler. It's like super OP. I don't even know what's going on with Kingler. Clearly, he's he's gaming the system. He's on steroids or something. I don't know. He never battled before, but swept an entire team of experienced and powerful evolved Pokemon. So, I don't know, but I'm here for it. And it's got a really super cute voice. Do the voice, Austin. I didn't hear that. It was freezing on my end, but I hope your mic picked it up. Anyway. (gasps) Whoa. What just happened? That was my Krabby. (laughs) What? When did Krabby scream like a... Oh, God. I thought someone was getting killed. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's my Krabby. That's what Krabby's last words were when it got put into the boiling pot. God, I leaned so far back from my mic for that. I can't imagine how loud it was. R.I.P. all the listeners' ears who just got blown out by that. Okay. Oh, they've dealt with worse. I'm sure they have. They're troopers. We love you guys. Leave five star use. And a comment on how much you love us, please. <laughs> and LVP, I'm going to give it to Ash. I know, surprise. Okay. Because, and I'll explain my position, he is back to being, you know, for a while there, I was kind of proud of Ash. You know, he was kind of being nicer to his friends, you know, seemed like he was becoming a little bit more mature. He hadn't fought with Misty in a while. I was like, okay, I'm proud of you, Ash. 
And then in this episode, he was right back to square one where he was so staunchly against her advice. Like, she's like, oh, Ash, you know, use my Pokemon for whatever her stupid asinine reason was. But she's still nice. And she's offering, you know, let me help you, Ash. And he's like, no, fuck you, Misty. And then Brock comes in and he's like, yeah, Ash, you should do what Misty says. And he's like, you really think so, Brock? Okay. Oh, and he listens. Yeah, he listens when Brock steps in and says the exact same freaking thing. And I was like, I don't like this, Ash. Why? You won't take her advice because what? She's a girl? I don't know. She's a girl. Yeah. Cooties. And a broken bike. Yeah, I don't know why he has to be so mean to her just for existing, but whatever. So that's why I have to give it to him for that. Okay, I'm going to go with the quote that we get from James when they are dressed up in disguise as the newscasters from the lovely charming network and mandy well jesse tells him and austin you kind of said this but not exactly she says i'm jesse and i came up with the name i thought it captured the essence of me and mandy says that may be but mandy the astounding only appears on networks that have viewers Bye bye and then jesse of course starts to pitch her conniption fit and james jumps in and says you've got to hold your temper or people will start to get suspicious so act like a tv reporter and not some radio talk show host you just blew through three of my quotes oh i did that <laughs> yeah. was the whole segment like, way to go alex you took the whole you took the whole transcript no i'm sorry it. but they needed the context of it all it all went together damn it all right sorry not sorry good luck austin good luck okay. everyone else okay i'll i'll Okay. Okay. Uh, I'll just do look, Becky backing off of that. My MVP is Jesse for not Ooh. taking shit from nobody and for her righteous anger. <laughs> My LVP is Mandy, who we didn't really cover very much, but all there is to say is he's an asshole. Like if you've known <laughs> if you've known theater kids growing up a certain type, you know this guy. Uh, Damn, way to generalize. Okay. If you know a certain type of theater kid. Okay. I'm going to put an asterisk there. Sure. I'm glad he got beat all to hell. Fuck him. My quote is... Okay. <laughs> You're going to read the whole transcript? What? What? You're going to read the whole No, I got script? it. I got... I always okay. am prepared. Jacob, that is so mean. You need to give <laughs> context with these quotes, okay? Context. My quote is, when Ash first steps on the battlefield, he randomly says... I'm not just some twerp. And then Jesse, who's taken over the PA system, says, Hey, twerp! <laughs> nice. Okay. Everything I had was been taken. Yep. If you need a quote, I can give you one, Jacob. No, I got a quote. I'm okay, good there. Good. I'm going to give my MVP, and this may be the first time in history, or at least it's been single digits. I'm going to give it to Jenny for that quick response for the security issue that was taking place in the press box. How they got up there, I don't know how they got past security to get up there, but she, she intervened when a problem occurred. So good for good for Jenny. It only took like five of them. <clears throat> yeah. Well, you know, it's, Team Rocket's the real deal. So it took, <laughs> they heard Team Rocket, Jenny came soaring in with the SWATs. Then my LVP, oh God. Um, I guess I'll give it to that kid who was first interviewed by Team Rocket because they thought he was such a loser they didn't want his Pokemon that's pretty bad, because we've seen the track record here is Team Rockets wanted every Pokemon they've came across. So that, you know, I feel bad for that guy. So you're the loser for not catching cool Pokemon, or catching such lame Pokemon that Team Rocket's not even interested. And then my quote 
actually comes from, and I thought Alex was going to say this when she kept saying asinine. I thought you were talking about the quote that was said um, by Brock when he was being creepy to that lady at the front uh, desk, whatever. Mm-hmm. When, as they're walking away, Brock goes, you know, I give her a face or two, but her ass a nine. Oh, so my I was God. like, I thought you were referencing that quote when, um, when Brock was, when Brock was walking away there. Is that not what you were talking about? Oh, my God. Hold on, I'm cutting him Jacob, Jacob's mic. Hold on. Did you just come up with that? What? Is that not what we're talking about? I thought we were on the same page here. Oh my god, that was fucking great. That might be like top five moments on this podcast. Yeah, and that's my quote. (laughs) Oh boy. I got another one too that was really creepy, something that Mandy said. And it was, this is from the, actually from the episode. My hands are for Pokeballs, not for people. I was like, oh, that's kind of weird, Mandy. (laughs) All right. Oh no. But uh, I'll stick with the Asinine quote as my official one, because it is canon. That was the four kids uh, B-side. Dubbing. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That was the four kids dubbing there. That was that, and that concludes round one, fight. Just kidding, round one, begin. And the next episode we have is called A Song of Fire and Ice. Uh Uh-huh. George R.R. Martin guest wrote on this episode. Should that be your episode title, though? Yes. Okay, got it. I was actually thinking that, yeah. Thank you, Jacob. Thank you for providing that. You're welcome. That wasn't on purpose. Man, I'm just going to say, I really feel outclassed by you guys this episode. You guys are, like, killing it left and right. Well, now it's your turn to kill it. Get ready to kill yeah, it. Yeah, your turn to kill it. <laughs> yeah, it's not going to happen, but we'll we'll go for that. Well, t- to be fair, if you don't, you got an excuse. You're going to have a horrible setup with what's about to happen here with this summary. So, Alex, you're also able to just leave the room and start wandering around looking for food for 20 minutes. You're allowed to do that. Yeah, I think I will. That's the priority. Get ready, Jacob. All right. Okay. Three, two, one, go. All right, so Ash scores another victory here, and it's time for dinner. Oh, I get what you are talking about earlier, Austin. He goes looking for something to eat instead of taking care of his Pokemon, which is a horrible mistake because every center in the city is occupied. He can't heal his Pokemon, which you got to do for the next battle. But hey, it turns out there's a free one open that's actually secretly ran by Team Rocket, Team Rocket, and they actually fail to capture Pikachu. Ash finds a free center finally and heals his Pokemon and gets ready to face his next opponent, Pete. Oh, everything. Uh, things go a little crazy in this next battle, and I'm going to talk about it a little bit more. <laughs> <laughs> oh, absolutely. Where to even start with this episode? Hmm, what an episode. Was I the only one that thought that the pacing was really bizarre? And the manufactured problems this entire episode were also very bizarre. <laughs> manufactured problems. This is a weird one. This is a weird episode. This is a yeah. very strange and maybe one of my least favorites, actually. From the last episode of this episode, there's no flow. There's a very weird flow. It's like... A weird flow, yeah. It's like several... It's like a Frankenstein episode. There's like several things happening and none of it really matters, ultimately. So let's start off at the beginning of the episode, which takes place at the tail end of a battle between Ash and the rando kid that we had know nothing about. And both of them are down to one Pokemon each, which kind of frustrated me because I wanted to know what they all used. We don't know. We missed the most <laughs> exciting battle. <laughs> it could have been, but we didn't get we weren't privy to that part of the story, I guess. It was Pidgeotto's time to shine. And we missed, we missed it. it. Of course we did. It's a, it was a very Mike Wazowski moment, right? Like looking forward to that one part and it got covered up. 
Anyway, we get to see Nidorino versus Squirtle, though, which is upsetting again for me because why doesn't Squirtle ever evolve? I don't know. But is, Ash wins, ultimately a, wins. Yes, Jake. I actually have a quick question. Is there an advantage? They get more speed, right, in the games if you don't evolve them, but you level them up? Is there no benefit to not evolution? They earn experience points faster. Do they really? Yeah, I think so. Okay. So there's no real benefit of keeping them at the first stage? Nope. Uh, no. Okay, no, carry on. Well, I would think the speed goes up with each evolution, wouldn't? doesn't it? I think it does. I don't, I'm looking at the Pikachu-Raichu thing oh, okay. as an excuse, and that's the universal reason for me. Like, one one happens for one Pokemon, that's just how they all are. That's just how I think. It makes sense in the world that a tiny little turtle, theoretically... Well, actually, I take it back. That doesn't make sense. Never mind. It doesn't make sense that a tiny turtle is faster than a big turtle. Never mind. <laughs> that makes the opposite of sense. Well, War Turtle has those little wings for aerodynamic speed. Okay. Right? Oh, there you go. Yeah, it's like that, uh, what's that Greek god? Mercury. No, Hermes? it's not Mercury. Hermes. Hermes. Well, yeah, is it the Mercury the, the equivalent? Yeah, yeah. I- I'm not I'm not brushed up on my, my Greek and Roman mythology. Anyway, so... I don't know. I thought this battle had the potential to be cool, but I guess we haven't gotten there yet. Uh, I was half expecting, like, Squirtle was battling Nidorino, and it was, like, flying around the the battlefield in its shell and, like, spinning all around. And then I thought Ash was going to say, Squirtle, water gun. And then the water gun was going to fly out of all the holes, like a big, like, barrage of, yes, Austin. That's going to happen later. I know. I I assumed that they were going to get better later on, but I I had too high of an expectation for this battle. I was like, oh, I can't wait for the super cool stuff that's going to happen. But it didn't happen. But he wins anyway, because Ash is on a a hot streak with his beginner's luck shit. And he moves on to round three. Good job, Ash. Round three of 100. Yes. Well, we don't really know. We have no structure to this whatsoever. (laughs) There's no structure. We don't know. He could be in the quarters or the semifinals. We don't know. He could be almost there or not. No idea, but he's won, so good for him. And this is what I was referencing before, where Gary is watching deviously from the shadows of the hallway and the stands, and he's like, Ashy boy's gonna learn quick that, you know, he's gonna fall and it's gonna hurt and all this shit. We'll see if Gary's foreshadowing something, right? Right. It was very weird to me that Gary asked the cheerleaders to, like, support him, and they start cheering just to Gary alone as they walk down the empty hallway, the empty dark hallway, (laughs) and I'm like, this is getting weird. I don't know what the relationship is between these people. If somebody was paying you $100 an hour just to repeatedly say their name... Gary, Gary. Would you do it? I think so. $100 an hour for infinite amount of time? I guess, yeah. Absolutely. You've trekked 30 miles, if not more, with him, just chanting his name. So you've racked up some dollars. Yeah. Plus, we're in a car. We don't have to walk anywhere. That's true, too. Yeah. Team Rocket, meanwhile, is in the trash cans outside of the venue, plotting on how to steal Pikachu. And that's about it for that, in the meantime. So we're back at the cabin. I don't know where they are. With Brock and Misty, where they're staying uh, after Ash has won his battles. And they're currently babysitting Ash's Pokemon while he's fucking around. I don't know what he's doing, trying to get something to eat. But Ash's Pokemon seem quite happy. They're eating. They seem to be in good health. I'm not sure what the problem is, but for some reason, Misty gets a wild hair up her butt and decides that Ash is being a terrible, incompetent trainer who is neglecting his Pokemon. And 
I can't, she can't believe this because they need to go to a Pokemon Center right away. I guess it's, it's mental healing is what they're going there for. They just, they put them in the ball and they put them in that machine. They hear the noise. They think they feel better. So it's just a mental prep sort of thing. I don't know what it is, but this entire rest of this episode centers around the fact that they've got to get to a Pokemon Center. God damn it. Anyway, so Ash is wandering around Pokemon Village having the time of his life. There's apparently all these events and things happening and it's actually kind of neat. You know, there's like mm-hmm. a parade cool merchandise. Yeah, there's like a parade. There's some cool merchandise. Did you like the Cubone bobblehead? I that- did. <laughs> <laughs> that was the highlight of the entire episode was the Cubone bobblehead that said Cubone when you touched its bobblehead. I saw a billboard for Pokemon in love. Oh, yeah. Mm. It was apparently popular in the Pokemon village. It was just forced upon the people. It's like you open up your hotel TV and that's all you've got to watch. That's the only option. 24-7. Spielmunk has a deal with Charles Goodshow. Yeah. <laughs> it's, at, it's at airports too, I heard. So it's got that going for it. So regardless of this, Ash is wandering around. He can't find anything to eat. But Brock and Misty find him and they're like, there you are. We've been looking all over for you. You're so selfish. You haven't taken your Pokemon to get healed up at the Pokemon Center. And how are they supposed to battle in this condition? Which they seem perfectly fine to me. So Ash is like, okay, you're right. Let's go to the Pokemon Center. Well, this part confused the hell out of me because they go to the Pokemon Center to where there's an angry crowd surrounding the Pokemon Center. And Nurse Joy, who somehow has Officer Jenny's voice. What? What? I missed it. Really? Yeah, she's, it's, she's talking in Officer Jenny's voice. Oh, that's so weird. Well, maybe yeah. she's using that voice-changing megaphone that we've seen in a past episode. Oh, yeah, to draw to clear the crowd. She's yeah. using that because they hear a cop. They might disperse. Yeah, it's a good yeah. idea. I'm going to have to go back and look at this. I'm yeah, pretty too. sure. I could be mistaken, but it really sounded like Jenny to me. I could be wrong. I was wrong about Onyx in the last episode about it being pure rock type, and that's not true. So I've been known to be wrong before. Anyway, this part confused me because she's telling everyone, this crowd, that because of the league being held, the center is totally full, which I thought this entire village was made to accommodate league goers and participants, so I don't understand how it could possibly be full. It's poor planning again, and so they don't have enough Pokemon centers, but then, like, you could just borrow Pokemon, right? So, like, it, it doesn't matter. It, like, I understand if you want to get specific Pokemon healed, but, like, say if you can't, then you could just borrow someone's exact same Pokemon if you have someone willing to lend you <laughs> one. Because, I mean, that's you're able to do that, apparently. You're not stuck with the six you go in with, so. I don't know. It just, it felt to me like they were in, like, a regular old town, and, like, the town was, like, filled to capacity because of the Pokemon League. But I'm like, I thought this was specifically for the League. So shouldn't they have the resources? Port. They should have portable ones, like porta potties set up out there. I'm getting a fire fest type feel for this. Oh, fire God. and ice fest. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh. Misty completely tears Ash a new butthole and says, well, this is your fault, Ash. You should have done this before. And you're off wandering around. So I guess then they decide to go find some food. I don't know. I kind of blacked out this whole part because this part was really weird and boring. That's basically what happens. They come across an all-you-can-eat buffet. Ash runs in and they tell him that he can eat for free. And he thinks that's because he's this super famous trainer and that the waitress is a big super fan. But Misty's like, no, everyone who is battling in the league eats for free, which... 
seems like a really poor business model to me. <laughs> so, like, I guess if they if they're selected as the host city, you get all this funding in, like, you know, like Beijing and the Olympics now or whatever. So I guess that funding goes through just feeding the trainers that are participating, which is actually what they do at the Olympic Village. So I think the Olympic Village has free food provider for them. So that's actually a pretty cool parallel. So is the Olympic Village constructed for each Olympics? Yeah, it's individualized okay. for each Olympics. Yeah, because the athletes can't be near them. What do they do with that space afterwards? Do they turn it into um, homes? Well, I can tell you what they do with that space before, or while they're there. Okay, why? They have a lot of sex. Well, I know that. Oh, okay. <laughs> Fun fact. That ain't going on in the Pokemon I've Village. I've been wondering about that. that. Is Pokemon Village is like a haven of like sex, like <laughs> Olympic Village is. But I'm, I'm more concerned about what do they do with Olympic Village after the fact. But, all right. Let's, let's I thought on. they that some of them just are abandoned and that they just they don't do anything with them i don't know seems like a waste of space yeah i think so it's a huge i do know it's a huge the olympics is a huge strain on the host city wherever it is yeah for resources huge strain you get in massive debt i know that really yeah then what's the point uh publicity well i don't know the olympics anymore aren't as big of a deal i feel like I mean, the Olympics, hell, are going on now, aren't they? And nobody cares. Yeah, I haven't watched anything, really. Maybe the hockey I may check out, but that's about it. I feel bad. I mean, could you imagine, like, you're an Olympic athlete. You train your entire life for this, you know, really amazing event, peak, you know, physical fitness events, and it's like nobody's even watching or really cares anymore. I mean, I feel like it used to be a big, huge deal, but I think the pandemic has kind of ruined that. We all, it's also, you know, there only used to be TV to watch, and there was less to watch on TV, and now it's like the whole, like... You can watch Euphoria. Why would yeah, you watch yeah. the Olympics? We can watch Euphoria. Mm-hmm. Are you kidding me? If you want to watch people having sex, just watch Euphoria. There you go. Well, anyway, I I don't know. I, I completely forgot about the Olympics, honestly. So, where was I? So, they're at this buffet. Pikachu almost gets killed by falling silverware because Togepi is up to no good. And, of course, they chastise Pikachu for getting into shit, even though it wasn't its fault. As an older sibling, that's very, very true to life. Yes. Mm-hmm. I, I feel the pain of that. Pikachu completely exasperated, like, I did not do this. Dog, are you kidding me? He has been whining at the door for over an hour to get in, and as soon as I let him in, he's like, okay, now I want to leave. <laughs> he got his Austin He got his Austin feelings right ahead out. Ugh, hold on. You always want what you don't have. Mm-hmm. This is the part where they suddenly realize that all this time, that as they were eating at the buffet, Brock is missing. Which, this has oh, probably no. been like an hour, but Brock is not with us. So I feel bad for Brock. Clearly he's not that important because nobody notices him gone. Wait, Brock so was gone? He was missing. Oh, okay. I didn't yes, notice. I know. It's very sad. Poor Brock. Oh. Well, we had this guy with the big green shirt and the red headband. I thought he was Brock. <laughs> Who was that? Are you talking about? That guy was just following us. Shut your mouth. Okay. <laughs> we haven't got there yet. Don't invite that evil on. We us are yet. close. Ugh. God. Okay. I'm just gonna have to prepare myself as best I can. Anyway, Brock is missing. Oh no, we have to find him. So they run outside and come across a whole bunch of chaos, which don't understand why, but there's a bunch of Nurse Joys and Jennies running all over the place, like there's some sort of calamity happening, but yeah, was there, like, a huge, like, collision or something? Like, I, there's, like, 
police I sirens and ambulances. <laughs> I, I assumed it know. was like the parade, something with haywire in the parade, like a balloon fell and landed on some people. They're okay. Nobody got hurt, but like that happened and. We have no explanation for this. I don't understand. There, it's apparently like a crisis. It's a drill. But there's nothing going on that we can see. And Brock's just like coming his pants about this. Yeah, and meanwhile, Brock is in Joy and Jenny Wonderland because he's surrounded by multiple Joys and Jennies, which has never happened before to him. Suddenly, as the chaos is unfolding around them, this mysterious hand starts motioning from a dark alley. And clearly this is James. You know, spoiler alert, this is James dressed up as a nurse because I don't know who they think they're fooling anymore. But... Brock appears to their horror. He just pops up in the middle of them and they follow James, who's dressed up to this pop-up Pokemon Center because there's no line. There's no wait whatsoever. So why don't you come with us, children, and we'll get your Pokemon taken care of. They go into the pop-up Pokemon Center and Brock is very confused because he's not getting his normal hot flashes over Nurse Joy. And <laughs> that was a good ref. That was a pretty good bit. <laughs> this whole part actually was probably my favorite part of the whole episode because then they start using buzzwords like prepared <laughs> and trouble. And this completely causes Jesse and James to completely lose control of themselves because they're overtaken by the compulsion to say the motto and they whip off their disguises. Okay, I'm sorry. Can I just pause for a second? Jesse's uncanny valley nurse joy mask was terrifying yes yeah. it was terrifying mm -hmm. nobody said anything about that but <laughs> they can't contain themselves so they have to say the motto and i was kind of upset that they didn't do like one of their custom mottos for the situation they haven't really done those very much yet no not not typically i thought they'd have something special just because this was the league and Welcome to the Pokemon Village. Yeah. Where we ponder and pillage. Ooh. Ooh. To protect the world from overpriced um, tourists. Consumer traps. goods. <laughs> to unite all people against rampant capitalism. I don't know. Then Brock is completely unfazed by this. He's like, see, I knew something was wrong because my Nurse Joy radar didn't go off. Then they completely take care of Team Rocket. Nothing really interesting. They just blast off again. I thought for sure you would think this was interesting, Alex. Oh, well, Onyx was there. Exactly. Onyx single-handedly does it. Yeah, okay, okay. That was a good part. I love Onyx. Onyx appeared because Ash had all his Pokemon taken, so he was completely useless. So Brock got to step in, and we get to see our favorite Onyx, and he jumps in and destroys the Meowth balloon, and he was super cute. I'm sorry, Onyx. I feel bad. I... I didn't give you the credit you deserved. This is one time he's ever done anything. That's not true. He made a staircase that one time. Yeah, he made a staircase. That staircase was vital to their survival. They would have died without that staircase. Yeah. It's the second and last time he's ever done anything. Oh, and the last, the second to last episode, or was it the last episode we did? I can't remember. I can't keep track anymore. Our schedule's all weird. He launched himself selflessly at the giant onyx yes, and, and he bounced failed. off. And he, he failed tried. His ass. He did. He tried. A God for damn effort. It. He tried. Do or do not. There is no try. Okay, Yoda. He tried. He was selfless. He threw himself into the path of danger with no expectation that he would survive. But he did it for Brock because he okay, loves Brock. But is that selflessness or foolishness? 
Just following orders. Yeah, he did as he was told, unquestioning his unwavering loyalty towards his trainer. That's true friendship. I'll defend Onyx to my dying day. Anyway. Now the fun begins. So then it completely shifts gears because suddenly it's the next day and all the Pokemon centers are open and the problem is solved. And Ash is suddenly battling on the ice field with Kingler and Cloyster. Against Pete. Yeah, did you note know this guy's name? Pete the Cat is his name. Pete the Cat? Pewter City's Pete Pebbleton. Excuse Ooh. me, when did we ever get introduced to Pete Pebbleton? Just now. Did they say that? They did yes, not they say did. that. Yes, they did. Yes, they did. The announcer did, doesn't he? Pete Pebbleton from Puber City. Pewter City. <laughs> Puber? <laughs> Pubic uh, City? They did not say that. I completely... That did not happen on my episode. Pete Pebbleton from Pewter. You gotta watch the deluxe director's cut. Pete Pebbleton. That must have been those B-side episodes with Jacob and his his asinine quote that we had. Well, Pete's got a cloister, and at first his cloister seems like it's good, but... I felt so bad for this cloister, man. Yeah, this... Yeah. <laughs> like, it was about to win, and then I don't know what happened, but Ash completely cheated again, and he was like, Kingler just beat it to death until, you know... It dies, and he and it does. It just keeps crab hammering it, and then freaking puts a giant crack into Cloyster's shell, and it like expires right there on the battlefield. I think that, that thing actually awful. died. It was awful to watch. That's gonna take some time to heal. Oh, Austin, what was that terrible scene we commented on that one time? It was it was sun and moon. Oh, it was uh. What does Wimpod evolve into? Gol- Golisopod and Primarina. Yes. Holy crap. We got 20 years before we get there. That might have been the single most uncomfortable battle I've ever witnessed. I think that's like six leagues away. So hold on to your ponytails. It's traumatic. I have like traumatic flashbacks to that. Anyway, Jacob, did you mean to say something? No, no, no. I was just saying that was awful to watch. And then you guys talked about the cinnamon thing, and I agree. You brought up some memories there. Wait, do you actually remember that? A little bit, yeah. It was it was a weird moment. Yeah. It had some weird moments in Sun and Moon, but like I said, we'll get there. Whew, anyway. I would like to point out the coaches. This is when Brock and Misty really start to like get into their cheating headspace. Uh, yeah, they tell them what to do, literally. Ash is going to switch out Kingler because he doesn't think Kingler can beat Cloyster, but Brock and Misty are like, don't. Just keep it in there. And they they turn out to be right. Yeah, well, then they tell him to have Pikachu... Well, he eventually does call it back and, you know, Pikachu dive into the water and basically telling him exactly how to complete the battle. But anyway, Kingler takes the L after... Was it Arcanine? Yes, Arcanine uses Dragon Rage. And as Misty once told us, nothing's ever escaped from Dragon Rage. That's right. Well, Kingler could not escape from Dragon Rage. Air attacks and Dragon Rage are Kingler's only weaknesses. <laughs> Poor Kingler. It fought the good fight. It really did. It yeah, did it was probably exhausted, too. Yeah, well, maybe if Ash got off his lazy butt and stopped stuffing his face hole at the buffet, he could have healed up Kingler at the Pokemon Center. But, you know, lessons learned. Yeah. Arcanine comes out and beats Kingler. And now we've got Pikachu versus Arcanine, who is called Arky, I think. Arky the Arcanine. Arky the Arcanine melts all the ice around Pikachu, so now he's stuck on this little ice flow. 
and Ash completely doesn't know what to do, and Misty and Brock help him cheat his way to victory because they tell him to have Pikachu dive into the water to escape Arcanine's attacks, and then they tell him, Ash, don't you remember basic science? Water conducts electricity. Ash then is able to win. Ash did not make a single original call in this entire battle that yeah, we saw. It was nope. it was so stupid. He did not make a single individual decision on his own part. Not at all. But he ends up winning and nobody calls him or gives him any sort of like, what do they call it in sports? Yellow card or something. Nothing. Yellow card, a foul. <laughs> he doesn't get called for a foul or there's no flag on the play. Stop cheating. You can't have help so stupid the whole thing the whole concept of using pikachu just to blow up the field you could have just done that the first time you know well actually this is going to be a common tactic ash is going to yeah. use for the rest oh of the yeah series. I, <laughs> I know yeah he learned it from here i guess regardless ash is on a hot winning streak and he has yeah. won again which is good because it's single elimination you can't win you can't lose once yeah if you lose once you're done well we'll see what's next in store for ash but for the moment he is plowing through he's the new favorite i think the announcer guy at one time says the hot upcoming new trainer popular trainer ash ketchum admittedly if someone came in there with their crabby the crabby evolved and then swept an entire team by itself that would get noticed true yeah but ash is getting a little bit of an inflated ego so all right so for now it is time for us to move on to our mvp and our lvp and our quotes for the episode of fire and ice Austin, you take the lead here, followed by myself, and then Alex, bat and clean up. Damn it, I don't have anything for this episode. Just make something up. Okay, I'm going to go with Brock saying, See, Ash, my internal nurse joy detection system Aww. is always 100% accurate. And Ash is, like, really impressed with this. Okay, I had very complex feelings toward Ash in this episode, actually. Like, in some ways, this is Ash at his absolute worst. He's selfish. He's stupid. He's self-absorbed. He has delusions of grandeur because he thinks the waitress is, like, obsessed with him. And he's, like, braggadacious about it. And he's like, yeah, I'm so great. And he doesn't want to listen to reason. And he's just so fucking annoying. But on the other hand, I think it's possibly because Veronica Taylor is so charming in this role. (laughs) Or possibly because I'm an adult looking at this from the perspective of this is a cartoon 10-year-old. And I'm just like, he's really cute at the same time. <laughs> yeah. He's like a, yeah, innocent little 10 year old. Yeah. He's like annoying as shit, yeah. but he's also like yeah. adorable about it. So I don't know. He He's my MVP and my LVP. All right. Yep. Fair enough. I can see both sides of that. That ruins mine a little bit, but that's okay. Sorry. Is that everything for you, Austin? Yep. All right. I'll start with my MVP, and I'm going to give it to Squirtle for sharing his kibble. Oh, oh, yeah. Don't do that. With the, was, it, was it with Togepi? Right? Yes. Mm-hmm. And I will give my, my LVP to... The, um, hold on one second. I forgot the name of the Pokemon. Describe it. Cloyster. Cloyster. Yeah, Cloyster. I gave it the LVP to that because it just got rocked. Poor thing. That's some damage there. That's probably damage that can't be repaired. And my quote is comes from Ash being an idiot again. And I think Misty yells out, uh, or Brock, I can't remember which one. They're doing some coaching. They go, hey, take a dive. When they're trying to tell Pikachu, Pikachu to dive below the water. And then Ash turns around and goes, oh, you mean quit? I was like, oh, Ash, that's, uh, <laughs> that's pretty pretty clever there. Okay, so I am going to start with MVP, and I'm going to give it to Onyx. Yay. Yay. See, also you were like, 
oh, I'm surprised you didn't say anything about Onyx, but the whole time he was my MVP. I didn't just pick him just now. He was originally my MVP because he was super cute. And he came out and he was like, Roar, and then he grabbed the balloon and threw it into space. Well, I'm sorry I can't keep up with your four-dimensional Onyx chest you got going on. <laughs> <laughs> what? Okay, what's to know? He's Onyx. Onyx immediately gets an MVP from me when he appears. So there's not, he can do no wrong. I don't understand. I feel like you hate on him. I didn't, wasn't hate on him this episode. He did a very good job this episode. He single-handedly took care of business. He's mm-hmm. like a giant puppy dog he's just so cute wouldn't you want to have an onyx if onyxes were real no that, that sounds very inconvenient actually poor onyx where would you put it yeah well, you can't put it anywhere you can't put it in your house it has to just be outside the whole time and it can't be in the rain it can't be in the rain then it would just die no i don't i don't subscribe to that mentality i think that Sprinklers. pokemon water Okay, that was bullshit. I think Pokemon Water is special Pokemon magic properties, so obviously they're a damaging move. I think, like, you can't exist in the world and have, like, rain and everything else. I mean, that's just... Surely they would be okay in the rain. Okay, you heard it here, folks. Alex would put her onyx out in the rain. He could dig a hole underground. Into the muddy, muddy ground. He could live in the garage. How about that? Big garage! I don't know. Maybe it's just a really small onyx, okay? Okay. Okay, if we're talking about a giant rock snake Pokemon existing in real life, I don't think, like, shelter for it would probably be that far-fetched either. I'm sure I could build, like, a giant shed for it or something. Like an airplane hangar? Yes. <laughs> That's what you would need. <laughs> anyway, LVP. Hmm. I don't know. I'm kind of going back and forth. I think I'm going to give it to Togepi. Yes, thank Ooh. you. Togepi, because it's a little fucking mischief maker. First of all, I know you were like, Jacob, you were like, oh, Squirtle was such a good, you know, Pokemon. He shared his food with Togepi. I was like, fuck that. Why does Squirtle have to get singled out and share his food just because Togepi wandered over and sat down? I'd be like, no, screw you. Just get being your a own. good friend. No. Togepi is just a freaking Leech. gremlin. Yeah. Leech. Parasite. Devil in disguise. Anyway, and then, and then it almost got Pikachu killed. I don't even know what the hell it was doing in the restaurant, but it was like trying to pull the tablecloth off for whatever reason. There was a bucket of sharp silverware. Pikachu risks his life to try to save it. Meanwhile, Ash and Misty are completely oblivious. I don't know what the hell Misty was doing, letting her baby just wander all over the place. But it almost got Pikachu killed. And then Pikachu got in trouble for it, which was really unfair. And like Austin said, if you're an older sibling, you know far too well how that goes. (laughs) Togepi was a little shit this episode, so it gets LVP. Quote. Let's see. Austin took the good one. There wasn't a whole lot of good quotes this episode, but I guess I'll do the one at the end when they started having all those puns. And Ash says, we're too fast for a fire blast. And then the trainer guy says, maybe so. Or wait, was it Pete Pebbleton? Was this Pete Pebbleton? It would have been, yeah. Yes, Pete Pebbleton. He says, maybe so, but it's too bad. Your only chance at winning just melted away ooh. as he's burning the ice to the ground. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Clever. Can I throw in an honorable mention? Sure. sure. When Ash says, thanks, missed. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's a terror in this episode. He is. Does that wrap up that episode for us, you guys? I think so. Yep. All right. What a weird episode. Yeah, it's a weird episode. Not as good as the first one of our duo today. But next time we have some exciting episodes planned, don't we, Austin? Well, we're going to meet a new character. 
The next two episodes are titled Fourth Round Rumble and A Friend Indeed. Does anyone have any closing thoughts or comments before I close this out here? Not I, said the little red hen. Alright, I'm getting head shakes. So I guess I will go ahead and say thank you all for listening and be sure to leave us a five-star rating. And if you have any questions or comments for the show, be sure to send them to outofthedryingpan at gmo.com. Again, that is outofthedryingpan at gmo.com. And be sure to follow us on Twitter at outofdryingpan. That is outofdryingpan. And be sure to join us next time as the journey continues.